I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. Okay, I think we're good, actually. Okay, we can start? Uh, yeah, like, if you want, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't really care. I bit, uh, I was eating sunflower seeds in my car on the way to the, I guess it was on the way home before the open house. And Sure. Uh, decided that my tongue was part of what I was eating. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and just bit right through my tongue. So, if Ow. there's any funny lisp or anything while I'm talking, that's what's going on. Okay. It's just your mouth filling up with blood. It's not filling up with blood anymore, but that was, that was, there, it was, it was a fun ride home because it was right as I pulled out of the parking lot. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, that hurt a lot. But anytime you bite your tongue, it hurts the same amount. Yeah. Whether you like draw blood or not. So then I was like, oh, let me look and make sure I don't, oh, it's really bleeding. Oh, there's like a little flap of skin. It's okay. Ew. Yeah. And it, it's kind of hard to put pressure on your own tongue. Mm, yeah, you can't. And you can't help but like keep f- like touching it against stuff in your mouth. You're like, how how bad is it? Yep. Oh, ow. Oh, ow. Ow. It's that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, there's nothing to be sorry about. I'm just a big dumb idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, welcome to Cast Party, a podcast hosted by a big dumb idiot and me, Brendan Klein. <laughs> Yay! Um, it's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm Brennan. I'm Dave. That. Yes. Who is not a big dumb idiot. I'm He's not. just a medium-sized dumb I'm, idiot. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Looking svelte. Yeah. Um, I'm doing okay. <laughs> anyway, um... What do we what do we do on the show? <laughs> we talk about all of the important things in life, like, um, like how I, bright the lights are at the Edwards. Yes, and uh, and um, end of list. And <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, Eric McCormick. <laughs> well, no, I mean honestly, that's on brand for it's so perfect for us and Eric McCormick. Was like vanilla, vanilla. That's his name. Is vanilla, vanilla ice, boring boring all right well i'm glad we mentioned him at the top of an episode okay. for once because yeah. we keep forgetting about him because that's what happens that's the whole point is that he's for- forgotten yeah that's his purpose yeah is to be there but not be there i mean maybe he's there to make everybody else seem more interesting maybe it's the world's greatest performance maybe it is he's like watch what i will do it what if he seem like what if he's the most interesting man in the world that would be amazing he's not I've seen him interviewed. He's the exact same. He's just, he's just, you could pull any generic actor from anywhere and he's the same. He has all that, that yeah, like a, like a, like a, who could even approach him in terms of blandness? Like, like a Tate Donovan. Oh, that's such a good pull. Thank you. Yeah. Like handsome eh. ish. Yeah. Like, well, you look like you should be in a movie somewhere, but not really. No one's ever going to like, hang a poster of you on their wall and <laughs> call in if you have had yeah. a poster of eric mccormick on your wall or tate donovan or donovan tate whichever one it is i can never remember it is tate donovan tate donovan but my brain refuses to conjure up any image of what he looks like um uh yeah yeah I mean, exactly. he just he looks like he looks like the kind of person that like it was living in iowa and someone was like you should you should move to Hollywood. Yeah, he's you an Iowa star, 10. 
you have movie star good looks, but really most people that have quote unquote movie star good looks are just like very generic looking. So yeah, like symmetrical met, faces. Yeah, if you met them in real life, you'd be like, wow, that's a handsome man. But once you put them on a screen, you're like, man, eh, they're boring. Yeah, you have to have the charisma. You have to have like something. Yeah. He does not. He was in Space Camp though, so that's a thing. What? Yeah, he was in the movie Space Camp. He's that old? Yeah. Oh. So was um. Sure. Seth Leaf Phoenix. What? Well, he used to be Leaf Phoenix, and now he's Joaquin Phoenix. But oh, I think he okay. Was, I think he was in that, but I can't. Somebody that grew up to be something was in that movie. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. No, that, that's what, that is a movie that uh, missed me because <clears throat> I was not alive, and it's oh. not one that I have sought to bring back into my life. Yeah, let me see, because it actually missed me too. I was only seven when it came out, and I did not... So you were too old for its demographic. Yeah, probably. Oh, the... Okay, so Leah Thompson's in it. She was in Jaws 3. Okay, she was in some other stuff that was a little more important. Like Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord, you are really something. Kate Capshaw, Leah Thompson, and Kelly Preston were all in it. Okay. That's quite a murderer's row. Well, that's two people with very famous husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean. I was right. He was Leaf Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix? Lee Phoenix was in it. Oh. Yeah. Good for him. And Tate Donovan. And Tom Skerritt. And the great Larry B. Scott. Larry B. Scott. What is his thing? Uh, Revenge do? of the Nerds. He was Lamar. Oh, is that his name? okay. Yeah, um, Lamar and Revenge of the Nerds. Weird. That's one of Breaking those... Down Barriers. Maybe the first black gay character ever. He was gay? Lamar. That was his defining thing. That's what made him a nerd is he was gay. Okay. Because the nerds were just general outcasts in every way. Sure. Because they weren't all smart. There was Booger. He was gross. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So they, he got... Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. No, because I've seen that movie, too, yeah. but I was like 10, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, he throws like a big pink javelin at one point. You know, like gay people have. Yeah. And they like... Oh, what is it? They like... They're like, we calculated it to... Because of your limp-wristed throwing style. It's really oh, my bad. God. Really bad. Oh, my God. Really bad. Yeah. The 80s were just like a really good time for the LGBT community. Oh, my God. It was so good. Yeah, breaking down periods. <laughs> oh, such a good time. Such an open-minded time. Oh, There's so many movies that you go back and watch, and you're like, no. No, don't make those jokes. Oh, now I yeah. can't enjoy this. I I mean, that that's always, always going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, there are movies that we're making now that in 20 years, when people look back on them, it's like, oh, no, things have changed. The world is different. Yeah. Um, And nothing justifies them, but you do have to have that part of your brain that, like, pushes those away. It was a different time. Doesn't make it okay. No. Doesn't make it okay. It's never been okay. No. Nothing is okay. The good thing is he's a pretty likable character. That is good. Like... At he's likable, and you're, you know, it, he, whatever. He oh, is heroic boy. in some way. Mm-hmm. He does good things. Yeah, he's not always a punchline, but all of them are a punchline. All of the nerds in yeah. their own way. So, you know. I mean, it is a comedy movie. Yeah. Uh, there, okay, there's no excuse, and I'm not trying to make one. Let's, um, let's move on. I do want to say... My favorite thing about gay people in the modern times, because we're just so much more enlightened and Mm -hmm. progressive. Oh, good. Yeah. My favorite thing is how they talk about how they're together, 
but they never touch. Yes, that's good. It's just like the really romantic because it's like mm-hmm. the idea of like, but they could touch mm-hmm. later. Yeah. And it's the anticipation. Behind closed doors when yes. no one's watching. Off camera. <laughs> yes. Sometimes they hold hands. No. Sometimes. Mm, I don't think so. One time in, in Star Trek Beyond, um, John Cho put his arm around the shoulder of his husband. Mm. So. Oh, that's right. That was a big thing. It was pretty steamy. Yeah. And they walked away. <laughs> yeah. That's how that yeah, like a very like friend move. It's like yeah. and this here's is a, my arm around your shoulder, friend. This is husbands who haven't seen each other in years because one of them has been on his space mission. Yeah, no, that's how it works. When you haven't seen each other for a long time, you're like Hey no, bud. I guess you gotta ease into bump. the <laughs> No, you gotta ease into closer yeah. contact. Yeah, you gotta first you gotta start with like an elbow. Mm, let's do the elbow thing. Where we elbow each other somehow. Mm-hmm. And then fist bumps, high fives, maybe like a, a hip bump. Those right? are fun. Yeah. I'm too bony, though. Like, Yeah, those actually aren't fun. No, they, they almost just always hurt. backfire on me. I you got like, to have, them, ah, you gotta have, have them birthing hips. Yeah, you have to pretend it doesn't hurt after a while. You're like, oh, <laughs> that was fun. Ow. Speaking of... Nothing related to this. Yeah. Um, people who shake your hand really hard to show you how cool they are and how great they are, yeah. they can go fall down a while. Yeah. Not also, into that. And the reverse of it, where they just like give you the dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> like they're the princess of Wales. Yeah. Where you, they, they, what I love is when it's like a big guy, and he puts out his hand, and it's firm. Like it looks firm in the air there, and you go, all right, I'm going to give him a firm. And then you're like, oh, no, I crushed it. What <laughs> happened? And he's just like, yep, oh, here's my, or when you get, they just give you the fingers somehow and you get their fingers. Oh yeah, that is weird. What do I, how do I, we did that wrong. Anyway. What I also hate is um, customers at work um, who insist on shaking your hand because like I did not set out to touch you today Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to go wash my hands because I don't know where you've been. Actually, my hands smell of uh, hand sanitizer right now and it's really fragrant. It's delicious. Like, yeah, Jack's mom and I had to go to his open house, mm. and uh, his Jack's teacher insisted on everyone shaking her hand as we came in the door. And so I watched 20 people before us all shake her hand, mm, and I no. said, I leaned over, and I said, do you have hand sanitizer? She's like, why? I was like, because she just shaked everybody's hand, and we have to shake her hand. And she's like, oh, okay. And she started to give it to me. I was like, no, no, after after (laughs) right right right. (laughs) i don't want to infect her no it's more i i want to i'm gonna need it in a second because i'm just gonna think of all the kids that just wiped their noses and touched her hand yeah this is this is people don't touch me no one touch me no one touch me ever um i'm not like that normally that's the one time is when i watch someone shaking a bunch of hands yeah me too also I don't know if I'm putting you on blast or not, but when teachers are handing out like something from a stack of papers and they lick their finger to separate mm. the papers, yeah, I'm not into that. I would rather just burn that piece of paper. Yeah, it's like it's not that hard to separate paper. Um, I, I at one point in my life was like, oh, I should do that finger licking thing, and then uh, I don't like it because then I'm like, I'm putting my spit on this paper. No thanks. Yeah, that is a cr- that should be a crime. <laughs> yeah, what I did is because you only need to do that if you're going one paper at a time uh-huh. i do these i try to this is like inside baseball this is totally like what goes through a teacher's mind is i'm like how many kids is that i try to eyeball it in the row i'm like mm-hmm. that looks like six and then i'm like can i grab six papers without counting and i'm like here you go 
And then I watch him pass it down. I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, we have one extra. I'm like, damn it. I'll take it back. Yeah. Those are, those are the little games I play. Like how accurate can I be with passing the papers out? Do I get no extras or does somebody ask for one at the end? That does sound exciting. Yeah. I don't count the kid that like leaves to go to the bathroom and comes back and needs one more. No, that guy, that guy ruined me. He ruined everything. He ruined your batting average. I hate that guy. Anyway, um, entertainment, pop culture. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Yes. Uh, what's coming out soon? A couple things. I actually kind of wanted to talk about that. Cool. Let's do it. Um, cause like we're coming into the summer movie season. Um, we got two big ones this week. I think we got Han Solo coming out. You said it wrong. Oh, you mean Solo, a Star Wars story? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. It's a great title. Starring Alden Ehrenreich's 70s wig. That's his hair, isn't it? I don't know. It's big, so I just assume it's a wig. Yeah, but if you can hair. grow that hair, I'm still into that. So, okay. So what do you think about that movie? I think I have never been super interested in Han Solo as a mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. or an icon mm-hmm. just because I don't respond to that kind of like macho, badass character. Yeah. Um, and also... Which character did you respond to? In Star Wars? Mm-hmm. R2-D2. There we go. I that, love him. That fits. <laughs> um... But so, and I've also never been like, I wonder what he did before this. The answer is probably smuggling. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool. The problem is what makes Han Solo cool is young Harrison Ford. Yes. And I don't think you can cast a young Harrison Ford. I don't think that's possible. You can find a young actor with charisma, which they may have done. I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. But um, from what I heard, it's like a heist movie. Okay. I'm into and that. And then I'm like, yeah, like a Star Wars. I like it when it's like like Rogue One, even though I don't love Rogue One. I need to watch all of it because I heard someone talk about it, how they were like, I didn't really like it. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, after the first bit where you can't figure out what the hell's going on, it gets going again. And then I'm like, oh, I need to get to that part because usually I watch it and I'm like... I- I don't care. Why are these people fighting? What planet is this? Where are we? Who are these people? And I've never gotten back to the part where they're like actually doing the, but that's like a a world war two movie. Yeah. Like a, a, I think most of the star Wars movies are that, uh, or they're, they're, they're about the like aerial dog fights from world war two movies. I guess so. But it just, it felt, well, they added that level of, like, bleakness. That was, like, a gritty. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was more. It wasn't fantastic. Saving Private Ryan-esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Saving Private Ryan of Star Wars movies. That's yeah. what everybody's been saying. Oh, really? No. That no. makes sense to me. <laughs> so, uh, but this is, like, it's the heist movie, and I love the idea. Um, and I I don't have any problem with them trying it. I just think, oh, no. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed, and I think. That's the problem with these is like they keep making them and everybody's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then as soon as every decision they make, they're like, I hate it. It's like, yeah, because you have the movie playing in your head Uh and it can't match the one in your head. And it would have been better to just imagine him younger and be like, oh, that would be cool. Or read a book because there's a bunch of books about him. There sure are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I don't I have almost no feelings about Han Solo at, like the, the the movie yeah Solo a Star Wars story please um, I'm so sorry right. I'm so sorry <sighs> um, but yeah 
the, I heard. <laughs> did you hear they uh, are making a Boba Fett movie now? I sure did. Um. Okay. I have lots of thoughts about that. Yeah, because Boba Fett's not a character. He is literally not a character. He's barely in the movie. And anybody that's like, oh, he's such a badass. I'm like, no, he's not. He doesn't do one badass thing. And then he falls into the Sarlacc pit. He dies in a really embarrassing way. And uh, like he even goes, woo, <laughs> as he dies, I think. <laughs> like it, it's, so, it's just a cool costume. It's a really cool looking uh-huh. costume. And when I was a kid, the toy was one of the cooler looking toys. Like if you had the little action figure, it looked really cool. Uh huh. That was it. And a he's, bunch. He's of people... an aesthetic character. Yeah, and the idea that it's like, oh, he's so cool. He's a bounty hunter. It's like he says three lines, I think, ever. I don't know. Like, yeah. He barely talks. There's no. There's nothing. No background. People have just like put their childhood on his shoulders, and they're like, can't wait to see the movie. And I'm like, yeah, you can. You're gonna hate it. Who do you think should play Boba Fett? Doesn't matter. He's inside a helmet. Eric McCormick. Eric McCormick. Perfect casting. <laughs> Thank you. Double cast. Eric McCormick and Tate Donovan. Okay, so Tate Donovan could play Jango Fett. Ooh. His dad. Mm. Yes, I think those two actors might be about the same age. But why does it? Matter? Who would notice? <laughs> Doesn't matter. No one would even. They'd just be like, mm, "I see gray." It's like they look like father <laughs> and son because they look exactly the same. I'm not looking at either of their faces. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, I did learn something. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to a horror convention, I visited a certain booth that sells like bootleg DVDs of things that you can't find anywhere. Yes. Um, I, I mentioned this in the podcast before. The Star I think. Wars Christmas special. Yes. Okay. I watched that with my sister when she was in town recently mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh huh. First of all, that special is technically canon mm-hmm. because introduces the character of boba fett he's introduced in that special because it came out between star wars and empire yeah that's a thing that's because that's before i was born yes i was always like wait i don't remember that and then i realized pretty recently like oh it's it's from the 70s it's not from the mid 80s like i always thought it was no because star wars came out in 78 and the special came out in 79 okay so it was like the same year i was yeah i don't sorry 77 yeah, 77 and the special is 78. So, yeah, and then Empire came out in 80. Mm-hmm. And it's frankly shocking that anyone was still interested in Star Wars because the holiday special. Yeah. It lives up to its reputation. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be like this fun, bad, like silly good time. It's oh, just a, it's really a bad. sinkhole. Yeah, Have you seen really, it? I think I've watched clips on the interwebs. It's insufferable. Mm-hmm. There's a full performance by Jefferson Starship. Mm. Um, it's mostly just Chewbacca's family watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, B. Arthur's cameo is actually pretty good. Yeah, she plays the bartender at the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yes, and then she sings a song about closing time. Here's my question. Yes, something like Moss Eisley's Cantina. That didn't have a name when I was a kid, and then somewhere the nerds took hold and. Spread the name of it. It was just the cantina scene uh-huh. in Star Wars. I think. And then eventually like, it became Moss Eisley's cantina. But also, what's the name of, of Lupita Nyong'o's character? Maz Kanata or whatever. And she has a cantina. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing? Why are their well, names so. What are you okay? What was that loud noise? 
Might have been a train. It was probably the train. I don't know. Okay, I didn't really hear. It was like a big whooshing sound. Oh. Maybe I heard it. I have noise canceling headphones oh, on. Oh, yeah, you do. So it's kind of harder. You're like, what happened? And I was like, there was a noise. <laughs> um, it was canceled. It was. <laughs> These headphones are great. <laughs> um, so I was going to. Oh, Moss Eisley, I do think my memory of the Star Wars movies is not like mm-hmm. supreme. Oh, yeah. But because they're fine. They're I like fine. I like Star Wars. They're fun. Yeah. But I'm not like super into it. Mm-mm. But I, I just have so much information about Star Wars because the world just wants to give it to me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, like, I do. I, I shouldn't know what Moss Eisley's can- canteen is. Yeah. Well, okay. I I think technically, I'm gonna push up my glasses. Uh, oh, technically, you're saying it wrong oh. because it's the Moss Eisley Cantina. It's not two names. No, because Moss Eisley is the name of the city that the cantina's in. I think. Um. This whole time I thought it was a guy's name. No. Because um, of Maz, whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, it, I, like, I think they say we're going to Moss Eisley. And then they go into the cantina. Yeah, which is in Moss Eisley. It's like the spaceport or whatever. Yeah. But I do think those words are spoken in the movie. I wouldn't know. I've, I don't know if I've ever really listened to the dialogue in that movie. I'm just like, when are they going to fight with lightsabers? Mm-hmm. Where's Darth Vader? Um. <clears throat> But yeah, I don't know if that clarifies things at all or if I it mean, ever needed whatever. to. I did, no, but, just it's um, more like I, I, it's one of those bits of trivia that I'm like, too many people know that uh-huh. word. No, there are certain I things it was like a name, but it's a word. Like I just I feel like it got that li- like that's such it's such a small scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are introduced to Han Solo there. Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, Boba Fett. Yeah. Who could care? Anyway, just the holiday special was so bad, but yeah. B. Arthur is kind of great, and yeah. also, um, basically, the star is Chewbacca's family. Yes, um, his wife and his father and his son, and his son's name is Lumpy. Yes, and I kind of love Lumpy. Yeah, and his horrifying Halloween mask of a face. Yeah. Also. Um, one of the, uh, attendees of the Moss Eisley Cantina in mm-hmm. the holiday special is a, a giant rat that mm. was just a leftover prop from Food of the Gods. <laughs> That's so good. Which is hilarious. And B. Arthur, like, tickles its chin <laughs> while she's singing her song. <laughs> she's such a pro. Is she? Yes. Do you not like her? I don't know. I don't even, I, I, I just know her from Golden Girls and that was a long time ago. Yeah. I haven't revisited B. Arthur in a while. Did you you listen to the I was there too about the Star Wars holiday special? I mean, I think it's behind the paywall now, so not in a while. Because mm. that would be one that would probably be better to watch after you've seen it. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Episode one of Cash Party is now behind a paywall. Give us ten dollars. Yeah. You can listen to all four hours of it. <laughs> um. Ooh. Uh oh, so okay. So here was the thing when okay. they first released the trailer for Solo: A Star Wars Story. Uh huh. Did I say it right? You had to say it like this: Solo: A Star Wars Story. You were saying it a different Solo: A Star Wars Story. Like that. I like that reading of it. There was all this like negative stuff about it. They switched directors, and then one of the facts that came out as like the list of boy, this production is going wrong, is they were like. He needed an acting coach on the set. 
to play Han Solo. And I was like, um, I wanted to be like, like every star of every movie has an acting coach on set. They yeah. always do. They always have someone to go over their stuff with them. <laughs> Duh. This is not, this is, and then they were like, oh, I was listening to something and they were like, oh, he like, he's doing this voiceover in the trailer and he just sounds terrible. And I was like, it's voiceover. And it's probably taken from snippets from out of the movie. And yeah, like, they always do that. It was like it this. High, it's like he's not Harrison Ford. Th- just start there. He's not yes. Harrison Ford, and he's not going to be Harrison Ford. He can't. So just and deal with it. Frankly, I don't think he's trying. He doesn't yeah. seem to be, and that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. It's like because he couldn't. Yeah. He would only get buried in that. Yeah. That would be weird. That would be weird. What if he's just like great, and you're like, is Harrison Ford on screen? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, okay. Do you have another thing? Um, well, I, Incredibles two is coming out. Yes. Um, we can talk about that. Um, I really liked the first Incredibles. I thought it was good. Like it's a cute, fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first trailer for this one, I was like, "All right." I mean, yeah. Like, because it was. Why is it such a big deal that it's coming back? Just any Pixar movie that comes back, people get very excited about. Which... Did people get that excited about Cars? Nobody likes Cars. Nobody likes but Cars. But, like, when Finding Dory happened, the ones from, like, yeah. when we were younger. I guess. Um, I just, I I don't know. I feel like there was, like, an, Although I guess, oh, my God, it's so exciting. And I'm like, you know, it's a cartoon. They can just do it whenever they want. Yeah. It's not like. I feel like there wasn't a lot of hype about Monsters University either. Mm. For good reason. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, that was fine. Well, yeah. All of the Pixar movies are good. Yeah. But I don't need a sequel to any of them. No. Toy Story. Toy Story 3. Yeah. No. Oh. See, that w- that's the like high watermark of what they can do. What Whatever happened to A Bug's Life 2? Come on, man. I guess. See, I don't know. I like <laughs> I like all the Pixar movies, but I'm not clamoring for yeah. continuations of them. No, I it's um, it's again, it's that nostalgia thing. It's like make a new one of this thing that I had when I was little and then I'll be excited and then I'm going to crap on it. Yep. Um but honestly, yeah, the 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 new trailer that came out, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced mm-hmm. about it cuz it just looks like Mr. Mom. Mm. Yeah. Um and I'm like, are we I I will trust them that they know that you can't just remake Mr. Mom in 2018 and that maybe there's some other conversation happening. Mm-hmm. But it might just be Mr. Mom and it it's like be. wow, dad has to take care of the kids. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it's 1950. Yeah. But this time he's got superpowers. Yeah. And he's so tired. Oh, poor guy. Uh, there is there there is a a common joke among like I don't know the people that I listen to on podcasts and stuff like mm-hmm. the more like like me yes you listen to all my podcasts yes mm-hmm. or like I don't know more quote 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 end quote like woke or progressive people oh, yeah. um, there is a joke about um, men who when they decide that they're like like oh honey you can go out tonight I'll babysit the kids yes and it's like no you were their father i'll, I'll stay home with the kids yeah is what it's called like yeah. it's your job you can't babysit your own kid yeah so like that that's mm-hmm. something that like it's it's kind of like a buzzword for making fun of that kind of concept yes where it's like oh no if or like um 
when a mom's been away for a weekend and everyone at church is like, oh, your husband did such a good job. Mm -hmm. Just that whole idea of like men are incompetent and can't take care of their own children. It's like, no, that's a pretty important part Mm -hmm. of everything. There's pretty often when I'm feeling really confident about my abilities as a parent and I'm like out in public with Jack, I want to be like, yeah, I do this all the time. I want to be like, this isn't just like, well, oh, daddy and his kid out for dinner and like leaving mommy at home. Like I do this all the time. This is my full time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I guess half time. I only do it half the time, but like. It's like I I want a I want a badge of honor like no no I this isn't I'm not like I'm not like doing this as a favor to someone this is like how I parent is by myself yeah <laughs> it uh, I don't know it it is kind yeah. of I don't know it, it it kind of infantilizes men and just mm-hmm. lowers expectations like way too far and then mm-hmm. they never feel like they need to help like yeah. because of that oh yeah no that's exactly what happens is you're like oh I'm a a man I'm a bumbling idiot so I don't have to do anything. Yes. Um, uh, all right. Gender roles. It's gender so roles. exciting. We got we got uh, LGBT. That, that's so what far. you come to cash party for. Yeah. That's what's rolling around in my brain. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No. Just that's what The Incredibles Two is looking like to me. And mm-hmm. the trailer might just be misleading, but I'm I just, just was. I'm just like I liked the way the first one ended. Yeah. I didn't need more. And like Jack Jack or whatever the baby's name is, it's still in the same. Like, that kid yeah. hasn't progressed. The kids haven't got... Like, I think it would have been cool if it's like, oh, they're teenagers or young adults now, and a, there's, like, a progression of time, but no, it's, like, going to pick up where the last one yeah, left off. Yeah, it's, like, and, months later. Woo! Exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. Also, he's but, a superhero. He should be able to take care of stuff. Yeah, he's real strong. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. Um, Ocean's be- 8, though. Okay. I'm very excited for Ocean's 8. Yeah, like no, we both are. I haven't gotten more or less excited since we first saw about it, but I haven't seen any new trailers. I I think I saw one recently because I go to the movies all the time. Do Um, you? (laughs) Surprise! I I saw Book Club. (laughs) Huh? Do you know about this movie? No. It is a movie, starring four older actresses. And it's about how they're in a book club, and mm-hmm. then they read Fifty Shades of Grey, and they get horny, I guess. And then they, like, have little, rom- like, kind of half-raunchy romantic comedy situations happen to them. Um, it's, You mean just, like, that the, like, five movies that have come out about the same thing with guys? Yeah. We're evening the playing field, guys. Yeah, no, I'm I'm into that. Yeah. But, of course, Was not, it good? Does, no. Oh. Um, but, this, okay, it stars Diane Keaton. Oh. Um, Candice Bergen. Oh, both J- of them bother me. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Jane Fonda. Oh, no. Okay. And Mary Steenburgen. Okay. Who I do like a yes. lot. Speaking of which. Okay. She's on Last Man on Earth. The Last Man on Earth. Oh, and that just got canceled. It got it? canceled. Oh. And it didn't get picked up by anybody else. I'm sorry. And do you watch that show? No, I watched uh, like left- half of the first season. Uh, it was like. For a show like that to leave off the way that it did, ooh, it's really frustrating. Oh, That's sorry. one where it's like, we just needed one more episode, please, because it was a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. They did not go. We might get canceled, so we'll kind of tie it up. It was what? Oh, no. Like the last shot, you were like, 
oh my god and that's it <sighs> well hopefully they'll be able to wrap it up it just just a, like a youtube video or something yeah, i don't know just too, i'm just shocked that no one is picking it up but it's probably pretty expensive and i'm sure the ratings were terrible because it is so weird that is a weird show yeah that's that's just one that kind of i I liked, but I just kind of fell mm-hmm. out of it because that's mm-hmm. so easy to do, especially because I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy it. No. Um, it just kept it getting weirder, though. It just kept getting weirder. I do like that. In a great way. But I, it's the kind of way that audiences would be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This uh-huh. is too weird for me. When I say audiences, I think of like the people I work with and when we talk about stuff, like their taste, and I'm like... Okay, we're still quoting Anchorman. All right. I mean, that's fine. But, like, it's been, like, 15 years. But, okay. Mm-hmm. We haven't progressed. It is, Yeah, like, it's kind of like when you're stepping into the world of the normies. Yeah, and then they, like, bring up a movie that, you know, is, like, got, you know, they're like, oh, the wife made me go to whatever, The Shape of Water. Or I don't, I can't think. But, like. That is one a weird of, movie. Yeah, but, like, a movie that is, like, gotten all kinds of acclaim. And they're like, it was pretty good. Or, like, The Post. Yeah, I don't even know, not that one. But like they they'll do the like something that's really great and really fantastic and like it was pretty good. I didn't think it was going to be good at all. And you're like you didn't think with all of the positive attention. <laughs> oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. just because it wasn't, you know, like it didn't have Will Ferrell in it. Yeah, or like it wasn't Rio Bravo or something. I don't know. Is that a weird? That what, was a what, weird poll. What do straight men watch? I don't that's not it. Is that just a John that's Wayne in, movie? That's in black and white. Is that not what men watch? No, not now. That's okay, what my it, dad would have. It wasn't Yentl. Come on. That movie's great. Yeah, but that's the opposite. Well, I, clearly I was wrong the first yeah, time. But you said an old black and white movie. No, Will Ferrell okay. movies are like, uh-huh. what? And it's like, oh, we can all agree on this. And I don't, you know, like, let's quote old school. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I do. I feel like that all the time because you know I'm in the horror sphere. So when I talk right. to anyone, everyone's like, oh, "You watch that?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I do. Li- I like weird movies. I know you do. I like surreal. But that thing where someone is talking about something that's like wildly successful, everybody likes it, nobody dislikes it, uh-huh. and they react with shock that they enjoyed it. You're like, "Wow, you're so cultured." A way to be open-minded. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example of something that like everybody liked. I can't. Um, well, yeah, because I just think back on when Avatar came out, and all the people that like with like deadly serious. You have to see this movie. <laughs> it's so good. And I would be like, so I don't know if I can be friends with you anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want to see that movie. And the fact that you like, I've already seen it three times. I'm like, oh my god, what are you, a teenage girl? Like, what's happening? Have you seen it since then or at Never. all ever? I okay. tried watching it once and I was like, this is, I can't do it. Yeah, it's very bland. It, it, and the special effects, I don't even think we're like, wow. I was just like, wow, this is computer generated for sure. Yes. Like I at no point was like, woo, that looks almost real. My favorite thing about Avatar mm-hmm. is the drama of James Cameron promising more Avatar movies and never making them. Yeah, when did that movie come out? 2009. No. It's that recent? Um, Feels like it was a million years ago, but yeah. I mean, 2009. That, that was nine years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, let me double check. It might be 2008 or 2010, or I mm. might be off a oh, little bit. It doesn't bit. matter. 
Um, I just was shocked that it was that recent. I feel like it's been 15 years. Not 15, but long enough that it's like, don't promise me three sequels to this movie that came out a decade ago. Yeah, it was 2009. Yeah. And it's not like he has other stuff going on. He's no. not making a bunch of other movies. He's never been prolific, though. No, because um, I just so hate long. that he has two of the great, like the biggest box office hits of all time, and both of them do not stand the test of time at all. What like Titanic, Titanic, okay. Titanic, and Avatar were both huge, and no one, like they're these huge movies, but like no one. I mean, some people talk about. I think Titanic, Titanic. is still talked about. Yeah, Avatar almost never. But, but they do have the like Avatar Land somewhere, right? Oh yeah, right there was that Avatar horrifying thing. commercial in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ugh, ugh, no, thank you. Yeah, um, maybe it's cool. No, just that weird animatronic frightened me. Oh. Um, I don't think I remember that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How did we get here? Oh, because I was talking about uh, Last Man on Earth. And yeah, somehow, and we got here. Things are, it was too weird. It got mm-hmm. canceled. You like weird. Oh, and then I was talking about like when people like something that's just like wildly accepted, but they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I can't believe I liked it. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. But Book Club, mm-hmm. not a great movie. Um, honestly, the, the people that I have, the like the movie people that I follow, most of people, most people's reactions have been like, Oh, that was better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, like a like a five or six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, but for me, I had just a really rough time with it. And uh, and Andy Garcia plays one of the love interests. Mm-hmm. He's a love interest for uh, Diane Keaton, and I think he's supposed to be like a rugged, like kind of uh, like male fantasy mm-hmm. sort of thing because he's like a pilot. Mm-hmm. And but the way that he treats diane keaton it's like because she's shy and he's like the in quotes like aggressor in the relationship Mm -hmm. and that's just not something i find romantic and there's a scene where he the way he gets her to accept going on a date with him is he makes her think the plane is gonna crash if he doesn't get back into the cockpit Mm -hmm. and he's like i'm waiting for you to give me an answer like i'm waiting for yes and it's like you can't threaten a woman's life and Not it, charming. Yeah, it's like played off as comedy. Mm-hmm. And it just weirded me out. Yeah. I was not having a good time with Diane that movie. Diane Keaton in general weirds me out. Fair she enough. just weirds me out. Okay, I don't have enough of a familiarity with her to like... Is she wearing turtlenecks the entire movie? She's wearing a lot of blazers. Turtlenecks? Um, I think Gloves? so. I don't remember. She's dressed like Diane Keaton. Yeah. But I don't... I don't... I look at that and I'm like... This woman has like problems and she's been (laughs) labeled as like quirky for 50 years or whatever but she's got like there's something wrong if she feels this way and someone should help her she just makes me uncomfortable and i'm sorry uh she was good in um that one movie with the that jack nicholson guy i liked that something's gotta give yeah and then um but yeah candace bergen i candace bergen is the eric mccormick of like the female Eric McCormick to me. Cause what has she even been in? Cause I've Murphy heard of Brown her. was oh, a big TV okay. show. It was like number one in the country for a long oh, time, but okay. it was one of those shows that it was number one, but you couldn't find anybody that watched it. Like the big bank. Theory. Yeah. It's CBS. CBS always wins in the ratings somehow. Maybe mm. they have robots. 
Yeah, I think it's always been a little rigged because I don't I can't think of a single CBS show that had any kind of buzz ever, Mm -hmm. ever. It's always like I think they just have the old people market wrapped up, wrapped up. Yeah, the people who don't like go out and talk about things, Mm -hmm. they just sit home and watch it. And that's their thing. Yeah. But she was it was weird because she was like. um, When the 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 it was like she got political because her character was a single mom and oh, like Dan Quayle, I think someone in that arena like spoke out against that. Like that's setting a bad precedent to have a single parent on TV. Oh boy! Yeah, hmm, how times have changed. That was my lifetime. I was a dear lord. Yeah, that's um, cool. That's cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm just scrolling through his movie. How, how about I'm, how, I'm scrolling through his list, picking a random title to talk about? Oh look, it's Mamma Mia two. Here we go again. I hate you so much. Um, I just realized I forgot something last time we talked okay, about good. it. Um, I figured they're probably gonna do the song, the name of the game. Because that song was filmed for the original movie, but it was cut. So they'll probably do that one. Just thought you'd be worried that I missed something. I stopped listening a while ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, what were you going to say? Oh, um, uh, uh, okay, so Last Man on Earth got canceled, and it was a cliffhanger at the end. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, did you see what happened? Did we talk about this last time? I don't no. Think so. um, it, it got canceled, and then NBC picked it up. Yes. And it was like... It got canceled, and immediately all of Twitter was like, no! Uh-huh. And then NBC swooped in, like, the next day. Yeah, it was real fast. And that's great. It's a good fit. It f- it's always felt like an NBC comedy. I heard that it was produced by NBC, yes. but... It's like an NBC Universal product. Produ- yeah, the, the way on- that works is very strange. I never understand it. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's run by the guy, it's uh, Mike Schur, who did The Office... Oh, okay. And I think Dan Gore, uh, but I think they were both office people and like Parks and Rec people. I think like it's all this, it's all within that sphere. And somehow it ended up on Fox. And I know I heard a thing, like I read something, like one of those headlines where it's a quote. And it was something about like the NBC executive that said, like, if we had known Andy Sandberg was going to be involved, we would have picked it up the first time. I'm like, that's weird. That is weird. <laughs> Don't do you, you have control over who gets involved <laughs> if you're picking it up? Anyway. Do you watch that show? I do. I Is like it good? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. Jack just recently discovered how silly it is. Oh, Because it nice. was one that it, I would be like, oh, I want to watch. And he'd be like, no, I hate that show. Because uh-huh. he was a kid and that's what they do. Yep. And then he recently was like, oh, I was like, it's funny. They fall down a lot. He was like, no. And then we put it on and he was like, oh, my God. And he like quotes it all the time now. Oh, that's yeah. cute. So we've gone back to the beginning and watched up to like I think we're in like season three or something in there on there on Hulu, but I'm also current, so it's a little weird. And like sometimes he'll come in and I'm watching a current episode and he's like, "What? What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they got together. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like they ended what could have been their series finale in a way that it, it just could have ended. Uh-huh. It was like it had closure. And I'm like, how did they see it coming and Last Man on Earth didn't? Yeah, I think every show should do mm-hmm. that. Or yeah. or like um or like, film one that they can Yeah, really quickly yeah. like just wrap everything up. Like Pushing Daisies had to do that. Oh, did they? Um have you ever seen that show? I loved that show. Yeah, that but show was I, great. I I fell off from it. That was back in the day of D V R. Ah, uh, yes. And before I had all these streaming and it would just be like, Oh no, there's six episodes I can't do six hours of that show right yep. now. 
Um, but I loved that show. Yeah, sh- so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend actually got picked up for a fourth and final season. Yes. Which is incredible. And that was kind of always the plan. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to go for four and that's like the story they were going to tell. Yeah. Um, but that's what they say now. Honestly, they've been saying that since season one. So I know. Well, actually, did you just well, actually, I did not. Um, sorry. I have them. (laughs) I have glasses. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the, but the season three, the way it ended, Mm -hmm. it's like, you can tell there is more like, you can tell their lives are going to continue, and then if mm-hmm. they have a new season, where it would go. Right. But it's not like, if I never find out what happens, I'll be super sad. Mm-hmm. There is a sense of closure, mm-hmm. or it's a sense of, like, the story we have told this season has come to an end. Mm-hmm. She's beginning a new chapter in her life, but it doesn't have to be on the show mm-hmm. if we don't get more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not a closed ending, right? but it's satisfying. Because people continue lives after their stories end. Yes. And I like that. The way Last Man on Earth ended, um, this isn't a like totally direct, like it's not a perfect comparison, but it would be like, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father, if it just went to black. <laughs> and just no more Star Wars yeah. ever again. And then the series was never picked up again and you never got any closure. Oh no. That's the equivalent. It was like that kind of a what? And then it and then like I got the news that it was canceled and I was like, "No, cuz I don't really ever care that much. I'll feel bad for like like I like Will Forte and I was uh-huh. happy that he had work in Christian Shaw and stuff. But I wasn't like, this is my favorite show ever. I really enjoy it. And it's always quirky, and I'm always like, what just happened? Um, but the fact that they ended where it did, it's like, so- somebody please, somebody please help. Oh, no. Yeah. So, Sorry. And, like, um, speaking of canceled TV shows that got picked up, Arrested Development. Yeah, season five's coming out real soon. Yeah, in, like, days. Yeah. Um, but Arrested Development, by the third season, when it was on its way out, it was, I mean, they were making jokes within the show. They had a the yeah. episode that was all Save Our Bluths, like, uh-huh. themed. And it was all about that. And they were well aware. And so they wrote it to an end point. And when they brought it back, it was kind of like they had to, like, okay, how can we keep going? And season four was disappointing for a lot of people. Have you tried out the remix of that season? Because it was re-edited and they're like trying to make it yeah. better. So I what I did is I started watching it and didn't realize I was watching the remix until oh, okay. I got like two episodes in. And I went, oh, I don't like this because I had already started the original way. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'm getting off. So I went back and they have it. The problem is it's in the part on Netflix where it's like, extras and more or whatever oh okay so when you finish one it doesn't automatically go on to the next oh, one. Oh, that's weird which i did not when that feature becomes unavailable you forget how nice it is that just the next episode just starts automatically mm-hmm. i was like i have to and on my tv it takes a while to like scroll down oh. through all so it's like boom, 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 and i'm like please just get there <laughs> and the, lo- the lo- farther i got in the show the longer it took to oh, scroll all yeah. the way down because it would start at the top uh but I watched it the original way because I read the thing that the creator wrote 
about like what he was trying to do. And he said, I wanted it to be like Roshaman where you see it, the same uh-huh. events from different perspectives. And I was really enjoying it when I was watching it. I just felt like I was missing a lot the first time I started watching it. Mm-hmm. So this time I was pu- paying attention a little better and I really liked it. Um, and now I want to go back and watch the remixed version of it and see how I like that. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, I, I There are parts of the fourth season that I really liked mm-hmm. and still remember. Mm-hmm. Like um, the Ed Helms realtor character. Oh, my God. And their kind of parody of the whole real estate yes. bubble. So good. Um, that's really good. Um, did you – it's weird that it centers around a politician and a wall between America and Mexico. The new season or the old season? Season four. Does it really? Yeah. Terry Crews plays Hart, some oh, politician named Hart. That. Yes, it's a main plot point. It's like what they're all... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's all about building a wall. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay, I'll have to check that out again. It 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 makes it takes on a whole new meaning. Like, you're like, what? They predicted the future that that would sway an election? Yeah, and now they're, it seems like they're pretty clearly turning Lindsay into like a Hillary analog in this one. Well, in the um, end of that one... She took over for the conservative politician and became yeah. – she, like, found herself – because she's always been the hippie-ish yeah. one. And she found herself as a, like, Orange County Republican <gasps> at the I end. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah, it's pretty clever. I think a lot of people were just thrown off by the format uh-huh. because of the time jumps. And it was like, where am I? I yeah. loved it. Once I got it and I was like, oh, it's all happening concurrently. And then, and then when they find – because what happened was a lot of it gets tied up when you get to the last episode and how many things are based on miscommunications and yeah. And there's a whole thing about the tech industry. That's really funny. And like, I I just thought it was great. Yeah. Like I don't, I did like it. Mm -hmm. It, It's just not my favorite of the seasons. And it's just one that I would want to revisit less. Yeah. Um, after season one and season two, I don't know that they can like it. They, those were so good. Yeah. It's so good at the beginning. And it's so wacky, and the things that happen to the characters are so bizarre that I just feel like eventually there's going to be the, like, what is it, the diminishing returns, something of diminishing returns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you just can't, I mean, the the whole plot line of Buster's hand getting eaten by a loose seal. Yes. And his mother's name is Lucille. Like, oh, my God. And then the callback where they have the trial of Peter Pan. Oh yes, and then they're like loose seal, and he hits the school seal, and then it rolls down and knocks the hook off of Captain. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, so many, so many callbacks. It's callbacks so, on yeah, callbacks. it's so layered. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's do our trust falls. Okay, I want to catch up on because you finished over the garden wall. I sure did. Um, real fast. Um, because I went to pick up uh my the Blu-ray of Captain America that you were yeah. lending me because I forgot to bring it last mm-hmm. time. Um, and it was like three days after we had recorded and you'd mm-hmm. already finished the I did. series. Yeah. I need to go back and watch the whole thing again. Uh-huh. But, um, I, I loved once the thing that got revealed, got revealed, like the origin of what, how they got there. Uh-huh. It made so much more, it would just became so much more fun to like look back and be like, oh, okay. Like that's what was happening. Yeah. And just like, cause it seems like it's taking place out of time for a great majority of it 
and then you realize that because of the way the main characters are dressed, uh huh, you're like, what is this? And then it turns out that they're like in weird Halloween costumes. Yes, and I loved that. And now I need to go back and watch. Yeah, it's so interesting, mm-hmm. and I do, um, I I do love the reveal of the like character that the older boy is jealous of, like romantically. Yes, that's a very good mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so like as a whole. Is it something that you enjoyed yeah. overall? Yeah, I want to go back and watch it. Okay, that's great. That's yeah. really good. And yeah, because it like you know it's like twelve minutes at a time. Like it's yeah, such an it's, easy, it's easy. It just was so bizarre that I was like, I'm missing something. And then once I found out that I wasn't missing something, I was like, oh damn it! I would have enjoyed this so much more if I had stopped trying to like figure out what did I miss. Well, that seems to be something that is a problem for you yeah because you had to read the synopsis of that four page short story yeah, that i gave yeah, to yeah. you yeah well well so, it's, yes when you when you specifically tell me to watch something i'm like oh i gotta i gotta really pay attention to this <laughs> it's gonna be so deep and metaphysical i don't know not not always but sometimes no, but i think yeah. this one kind of was yeah this one was i i mean i think anybody that watched it would probably want to watch it again once they get to the end mm-hmm. and be like oh i want to go back and kind of experience it now that i know Good, kind of like how the good place is. Yes, <laughs> I haven't continued super far into rewatching it, but I'm going to. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, um, and I watched Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah, I do have to return your Blu-ray. I have it with me. Oh, good. Um, you, I think you still have my copy of In a World. By the way, this is off-camera talk, but I'll have oh, to find God, that. If I do, no, I think <laughs> I gave it back to you. I don't think you did, but um, mm. we'll see. All right. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, but um, so I watched The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting because I hadn't seen either of the first two Captain Americas. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of watching them backwards. Um, and I'm yes. slowly I'm slowly like, oh, that's that's how Frank Grillo gets introduced into the series. Yeah. I see how he got all weird. Yep. Um, and also, I'm still a little... I'm like, really? This is all Falcon gets to do in this movie? Yeah. I'm like, why are we treating him like he's like a really major character? Yeah. Um, I just feel like he always gets the short shrift. Well, um, I think a little bit of it is his superpowers are not very super. You can say that about Iron Man. Yeah, but Iron Man has like... He's got a lot the, of in, stuff. Yeah, but he's got like the inventor part of him. That's true. You know, like he's always like, here's my new tech. Where Falcon, it's like, I've, I've got this thing and I fly. Yeah, he has a jetpack. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it is a fun spy movie. Yeah. Um, it's a Marvel spy thriller. Yeah, and that that's really satisfying. Um, I liked all the weird drama around, like, the super cool flash drive or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, Scarlett Johansson is is really good. Yeah. Like, that. I feel like... It's the movie. It's her movie. Yeah, that's the, movie, the movie, where movie where they gave Black Widow a, a thing. She becomes something. Yeah. And not just like, I mean, she is still very much like the sexy lady. Like yeah. there's a part where she's like hacking a computer where she is like bent at a 90 degree angle oh to. God, so dumb. It's ridiculous. Look at her butt. Yeah, it's, it's funny mm-hmm. how brazen it is, but it's mm-hmm. also like, come on, Scarlett Johansson's a good actress. <laughs> like yeah. let her do her thing i've always wondered in those moments in a movie like the woman has to know what's happening yeah and the amount of pride they have to swallow to be like well this is what i gotta sell i guess 
and yeah. not be like, you know what? I think she would sit down. I don't think she would put her butt up in the air mm-hmm. and like not just like fight for the. No, because uh, that must be so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I think I mean most most people I assume do know what's happening un- unless you're Michael Bay and he was like sneaking shots of Megan Fox's butt during the Transformers movies, so weird. which is just creepy as hell. I don't know how that happens. Whenever they say that, I'm always like, those cameras are not small. I think he had two cameras. Yeah. And so he'd be like, you play to this one. Don't pay attention to that one over there. Basically. It, the one that's directly behind you. Whatever. It, anyway, it's a whole thing. Okay. Um, I mean, it it's tough on set. You don't know what's coming out, uh, yeah. like from what you're doing. I just um, imagine that you just spend so much time, like, okay, just tell me where to stand and what uh-huh. I'm doing, and I gotta hit that spot so nobody yells at me, and I don't want to upset this whole crew that's standing around waiting for me to get in my light. Yep. Um, yeah. So no, that was kind of strange. And I even on the cover of the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. um, it's Samuel L. Jackson, it's Chris Evans, and it's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Evans are standing there being all heroic, and Scarlett Johansson is flipping her hair, being yeah, all sexy, she is. and she's like, seriously, seriously. <laughs> also, her hair is bananas in that movie. It's mm-hmm. a very crazy wig, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, her I, hair changed color in every. I think it's a different color in every Avengers movie. I wonder if it's like an Easter egg as to like how she's feeling yeah. that that movie. Maybe because I think it's been like a dark red, and then blonde in the new one. Yes, that I liked just, the blonde. I mean, I don't dislike it, but like they even went with like blonde eyebrows. And I was well, like, you gotta commit. Weird. Um, I thought it was weird that the Winter Soldier played a much smaller role than I was anticipating. Oh. Um, he wasn't really in it a lot, mm-hmm. which is fine because uh, I don't have the establishment of Bucky and yeah. um, Steve's Now you got to go back and watch that. Yeah, I will. I, I do want to watch the Marvel movies that mm-hmm. I missed and kind of rewatch some mm-hmm. of the older ones mm-hmm. in the shadow of like Infinity War and where they ended up. Yeah. Because um, I haven't seen Iron Man since the theaters. Oh, okay. Like, I um, have that one. I do, I do have Iron Man. Okay. But maybe I'll borrow some other ones if yeah, you have, have Iron them. Iron Man 3. You can look. That drawer's full of them. Okay, cool. I would love to borrow some. Yeah. Because they're expensive. Yes. Um, but yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I What did I like? I watched it a couple days ago, and most of the details have already fallen out of mm-hmm. my brain. Um, I, I did think it was a satisfying movie. I love... I, I do like Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I do realize this is a criticism uh, that has held true in superhero movies since Superman. Mm-hmm. But there is a part where he's like, I need to disguise myself because I'm on the lamb. And he puts a baseball hat on. Yeah, a baseball hat on and a pair of glasses. And it's like, this is not hiding the fact that you're an 18-foot tall statue of a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can I can still tell it's yeah. Chris Evans. It's a little better than than a pair of glasses yes. for Superman. No, that's true. Like it, it's and at Captain least something. America had like a masky thing sometimes. So. Uh huh. No, it, it's a little better, but it's mm-hmm. still like it's not like they're not because they're looking for him in the mall. And mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson's always is like, "Oh, you gotta kiss me because PDA yeah, makes people make uncomfortable." Out. Which I kind of like that scene, mm-hmm. but also especially his reaction afterwards, where he's like, "Oh, oh. yeah." <laughs> it's um, probably like the second girl he ever kissed. Yeah. You don't know that because you haven't seen the first one. I know about Agent Carter. Third. What? Probably the third person he's ever kissed. Oh, wait. Did he even kiss Agent Carter? I bet he's kissed Bucky. Stop it. I've seen the Tumblr art. Stop it. Um, (laughs) 
I did like that he went to a museum of exposition telling us oh, about so good. the first movie. So good. Um, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but that kiss part, because they're in a mall specifically looking for Captain America. Um, and it's like, you didn't notice the six and a half foot tall beefy dude on the escalator. Yeah. The one guy that fits the description completely. Yep. I did love the, um, the elevator scene. Um, when Chris Evans talks back against Robert Redford, who's in charge of the shield mm-hmm. agency and Robert Redford basically like calls a hit on him oh, and yeah. like he's going downstairs in the elevator and more and more men come crowding oh, into the yeah. elevator. Such a good fight scene. They're very clearly about to mm-hmm. try to do something bad to him. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he obviously knows what's going on because mm-hmm. he's a superhero. Yeah. He's, he's just, he, it'd be weird if he didn't. He's, he's like, the, oh, oh, dang. And they just beat him up. And he's like, yeah. well, like, movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> Bad guys win. Oh, well. <laughs> I did my best. And that's all you can really ask for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he does do his nice Captain America thing where he's like, anyone who wants to get out of the elevator, oh, this is your that. chance. Oh, such a great line. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, no, uh, the, yeah, it was a satisfying movie. Yeah. It was cool. Um, it was very modern. And mm-hmm. I'm actually in the middle of listening to a podcast um, that I like that does, like, the big superhero movies. Oh, cool. Um, an episode they recorded about this back in 2014 when it oh, came out. Oh, man. I want to know what that is. Um, the podcast is called Now Playing. Um, okay. It's a movie review podcast. It's, like, they're very long. They're, like, an hour and a half. That doesn't okay. matter. You don't care about length of no. podcasts. Well, I need to start because I'm – I have currently 161 podcasts oh, no. on my phone. So maybe I should start caring about that. Maybe. Or it, it doesn't. Yeah. You can delete the ones you don't care about. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Now Playing, it's a podcast. It, it's um, They kind of set it up. It's always three people, but it's from a pool of like five. So they're okay. pretty consistent. Cool. Um, and they just, every week they do a review and it's always part of a retrospective of something. Okay. So, like, right now, because, like, Tomb Raider and Rampage were coming out, they're doing a bunch of, like, video game movies. Mm. So they did the original Tomb Raider or whatever. Mm-hmm. But usually, like, when the first Marvel movies were coming out, they did, they've did. they done all the X-Men's. They've done all the... Okay. I don't know. I found them because they did all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Of course. Um, when the Nightmare on Elm Street remake was coming out in mm-hmm. 2010. Okay. Um, and, so like, they do everything they've done they've done the star wars they've done james bond Mm -hmm. like just a lot of classic franchises and all the new superhero stuff and they've even reviewed like the captain america tv movies oh wow yes yeah um and yeah i just i like their show a lot okay um even though sometimes i vehemently disagree with them Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm I'm listening to their episode they recorded in in 2014 so like Mm -hmm. contemporaneously with the release of the movie because like two of them are comic book nerds and one of them isn't, so mm-hmm. it's kind of that dueling perspective. Oh, that's good. And they were kind of speculating about where Marvel would be going, oh, and that's I was fun. like, that was really interesting. And also, um, it was interesting to remember where Marvel was at that point because Thor: The Dark World had just come out, mm-hmm. and that one was kind of weaker. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of worried that um, Marvel would go in a more like kids movie right kid direction going into avengers age of ultron yes it was okay. going into age of ultron okay and then civil war yeah um oh speaking of probably one of the most satisfying like mid-credits sequences mm. of the marvel movies 
Um, Which one is it? Oh, it's the the twins. Yeah, it's the yeah. one that reveals the um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and you don't. I think we missed that. I oh, couldn't, I couldn't keep Jack in the theater. Because remember, I told you this is the movie. We went opening night. We sat look like underneath the screen, looking up, and then he about an hour in was like, "I want to go," and I was like, "What? Why?" <laughs> and he was like, "I, I want to go. This is they're just this is boring. I don't know what's going on, like or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was four, so it probably wasn't that eloquent. But then I realized it was like, "Oh, he's not dressed as Captain America, yeah. so this is really boring." That makes sense. Yep. Which is why he didn't really like Iron Man 3 for most of it. God, all these superhero movies like, I don't want to punch I don't want to wear it. Ugh. Um, but yeah. But it's so at the end they can put it on and you go, yay, put it on. Yeah. But a three or four year old doesn't understand that. No. Mm. Anticipation, waiting. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the the end credit sequence, like it shows... Um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver like showing off their powers Mm -hmm. like the actual actors playing them and Mm -hmm. not like whatever CGI person was playing Thanos before Josh Brolin got the role yeah um and I don't know I just I found it satisfying and maybe it's because I've already seen the movie and I don't have to like wait and be like who are these people yeah um but yeah I I really liked it I enjoyed it a lot it's a good one it was one of the better I think it's one of the better Marvel Marvel movies yeah there's a lot of good stuff and the it's one of the the better better ethel mermans <laughs> uh the twist in the middle was like it was stunning i had no yes. idea it was coming that was cool and um i was watching agents of shield at the same time so that became a oh, big so part of it yeah did you watch that move that show through like to the end nobody did no um, it's okay. still going oh is it it's not done it's, yeah and the problem is you know like it's a show that i will kind of binge and there's so much that goes on that you're like, I don't really know what happened. And there's only like one set of characters that I care about at all. Mm. And so I'm paying attention to their plot line and I'm ignoring all the rest. And then the next season that. they're like, remember when this happened? And I'm like, oh, I really don't know what's going on in the <laughs> show at all. I just know that that couple got together. <laughs> like, that's all I care about. Just Fitz and Simmons. They're, sure. They're the best part. I've seen the first episode. Yeah, the two, the little English nerds that are like the scientists Aww. and they're adorable. And then they like fall in love, but then they can't be together or whatever. Sure. It's yeah. a show. So you can't. Yeah. God, our, um, just a moment of silence for all the on again, off again relationships for sitcoms that never got past a first season. Oh, um, Sergio and I, when we were in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember why, mm-hmm. but we decided to watch the pilot of suddenly Susan. Um, the Brooke Shields show mm-hmm. from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think cause I think we were making a joke, like a pun on suddenly Susan. Cause mm-hmm. that name is in our oh, brains boy. for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then he was looking up the, uh, the title themes. There's a different theme song for each season oh, okay. of the four seasons of that show. Mm-hmm. And they're all incredibly nineties in very mm-hmm. different ways. Yeah. Like the first, the first season, the theme song is just ode to joy, which is weird. It's just da 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> um, That's so funny. But then the second one's just super nineties, but they're all giants like wandering through this little New mm. York City, or I guess it was San Francisco where that show was set. I don't remember. I think so. It might have been. Um, it then, was San Francisco, but like New York but, as San Francisco because it didn't have anything to do with San Francisco. Yeah, or Burbank as yeah. <laughs> New York as well, San like Francisco. The, the Burbank New York set as San Francisco. Yeah. 
And also the fourth season, she's just like a hip hop fly girl shaking her butt in like a white room. That's funny. And it's like, everybody loves Susan. It's like nobody does. Yeah. Um, but so we watched the first episode of Suddenly Susan. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the first episode of Friends mm-hmm. if it focused only on Rachel. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't great. Mm-mm. But Kathy Griffin was in it, which mm-hmm. was weird. I didn't know she'd worked for four years. Oh, yeah. She like, did that. And didn't she? Wasn't she on? No, she wasn't on news radio. She was on that, not news radio. Uh, yeah, a different redheaded funny lady was on news radio, oh, okay. which was a much better show. Yeah, uh, sure. It was. <laughs> I, uh, no, I believe you. Yeah. This show wasn't great. Uh, um, and, oh, it's like, what's his name? Nestor. Nestor Carbonell. Carbonell. Yeah, the guy who looks like he has eyeliner on. Yeah. He has and the most beautiful eyes. He does. And he keeps showing up. And I, he's one of those people that it was so long ago where I first saw him, which was that show, mm-hmm. that anytime he's in something, number one, I expect him to have that ridiculous accent. Oh, boy. And number two... I cannot remember where I know him from. You know, I'm like, I just know his face, but what's his original? Uh, Suddenly Susan? Well, Suddenly Susan is the Eric McCormick of shows. Yes. Just like really bland and forgettable. How was Eric McCormick not on Suddenly Susan? Maybe he was. Maybe we he was. We don't know that Did he, he was. Did he play Susan on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's who is it? Judd Nelson plays her boss? Oh, yeah. That's a crazy twist. Well, yeah, Judd Nelson plays her boss, but apparently, I I read up about the show because, like, what happens? Because I don't care. Um, He He leaves after season three, and Eric Idle from Monty Python replaces him. Yes. Um, So that's bizarre. So so that show is from the time when shows would get a boost in ratings because of what was before them and after them? Yes. Um, And would not fall off because you couldn't just set it to record the show you wanted to watch after like uh-huh. you had to, if you watched friends at eight and then wanted to watch Seinfeld at nine thirty or whatever, you had to sit through those next two shows. So that was one of those shows that I probably watched most of the four seasons. Yeah. Just because incidentally ju- because you had to, cause you couldn't risk flipping away and then forgetting to come back. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's where they got you. Yeah. And Eric McCormick was not on suddenly Susan, but yeah. he was on Veronica's closet. So, same diff. That was the same show, I think. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyway, it was like, remember this person from the 80s? We gave him a show. It's terrible, but you're going to watch it. Yep. But the the I was reading up about the Suddenly Susan. A lot of really interesting things that mm-hmm. happened to, to that show and mm-hmm. not within that show. Right. Like one of the cast members died. Um, yes. The, uh, the guy who was like the music writer who was constantly listening to mm-hmm. music or whatever. Yeah. He like overdosed or something. It was pretty tragic. Yeah, like, in yeah. Vegas, which is where we were when we were watching the show, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that doesn't matter. I was reading about that, and mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting how they handled it. Mm-hmm. But also, the fourth season had such just horrendously low ratings. Yeah, which honestly, if if a TV show got those ratings today, it would probably be the hit of the season. Yeah, it would have the big, the highest ratings uh-huh. in the world. Yeah, but. Um, it got such low ratings that they canceled it without airing the last four episodes. Right. And they're like, we are, we've already made them. So they dumped them out in a two hour block between the hours of like 2 AM and 4 AM on December 26th, the morning after Christmas. Like why? Which they just took that show out behind the barn and shot it in the back of the yeah. head. It's so insulting. But like, why air it? That's like, a that's, Passive aggressive. Yeah, I think maybe like, contractually oh, they had to, they had to air put it. it on the air or something. But they're like, we're gonna put it right here. Like, just put it on another. Put it on a Friday night because back then Friday nights were like the same as Christmas. 
the day after Christmas. Yeah, oh, that's oh, it, it's just kind of hilarious. That is great, though. Jeez, so sad. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, I, I was just thinking such a Hollywood. Thing. It really is such a Hollywood thing. But I, I was thinking about like one season sitcoms and mm-hmm. all of the on again, off again relationships mm-hmm. that start and then no one cared, so they yeah. just go away. Well, and in that era, I mean, Ross and Rachel was such a thing so instantly. Yes, that every sitcom was just like, so this will be our Ross and Rachel. Yep, like this will be the this character. This will, and then these will be our Ross and Rachel. Everybody had a Ross and Rachel. What was funny was when they, the same people that did Friends, came out with another show. That came on right after Friends called The Single Guy. Oh. It was Jonathan Silverman. Do you know him? Yes, from Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. I think he was Eric McCormick before Eric McCormick. Yes. He's very Eric. Eric. He's like, I'm doing things the way funny people do them, but I'm not funny myself. Uh-huh. And I have kind of a weird way of talking. Um, and they did that show, and I remember like the hairstyles were all the, like all the guys had the weird <laughs> friends hairstyles. And there was even a guy that I was like, God, he even kind of looks like David Schwimmer. Who is this guy? And then years later I found out he was David Schwimmer's friend from college that helped him start his theater. Cause oh. they have a theater that they started together in Chicago. And I was like, seriously, like this guy that I was like, he, he they clearly cast him to be the Ross on uh-huh. the show. And he's not, he's like a funnier looking version of David Schwimmer. And then he was like, good friends with david schwimmer and that's really, great they somehow their faces molded into each other like when people started to look like their pets mm-hmm. he started to look like his schwimmer <laughs> so do you have an assignment for me for the next two weeks for trust falls i do but i don't i'm worried that you've already seen it okay i have the same problem with mine okay so maybe we can switch yeah what happens i don't know we'll figure it out okay well i mean part of the purpose of this let's just act like we have it and then afterwards we can be like okay 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 so i just watched attack the block okay have you seen that i actually haven't (gasps) i'm so excited (laughs) i'm so excited for you that you get to see this okay is that um is john boyega in that yes okay it's like yes and it's uh really good okay you're gonna like it cool it's got like it's a very low budget movie that they made look good Sure, I'm into that. Yeah. I'll watch it. Is it on Netflix or something? It's on Crackle. That's where I watched it. Sure. So there's ads? Oh, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. So it's like every few minutes there's a 40-second ad for the same car every time. But... <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to fall in love with the Honda CRV. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but it's really good. I think you'll like it. I think okay. It has a lot of stuff that you'll... It's about an alien invasion. Yeah, like I, I know the... Very basics, yeah. like enough that I'll be surprised by basically anything that happens. But no, Jumbo Egg is in it, and it's he plays. Okay, and it's a word that you taught me on the podcast, and now I've forgotten it. But it's the same as the character that the guy plays in the Kingsman. That style of that way of talking, Chav, Chav. Yes, they're like a bunch of um, like inner city Chav types. Where okay, so you you may want subtitles. Yeah, okay. I'm into that. Okay, yeah. cool. Um but it's it's fun and funny and like set around it's centered around it's like a very R-rated kind of 80s style movie where it's like set around a group of kids that have to take on an alien invasion. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You'll enjoy it. And my question for you is mm-hmm. how familiar are you with Eddie Izzard? Uh I have watched Dress to Kill. Okay. A long time ago. Okay, great. Because I was choosing between two, and I picked the other one. Okay. Um, so I brought you Eddie Izzard's Circle. 
Oh, okay. Which is a shorter special, which is partially why I chose it. Mm -hmm. But also I was looking through the bits and I was like, these are the ones I remember the most Mm -hmm. from him. Um, For those not in the know, Eddie Izzard is a British comedian who is a transvestite, but like a heterosexual transvestite, um, which is really cool. Like, Mm -hmm. like really, um, I guess you could call him a pioneer in a way, although I don't Mm -hmm. know how much like influence he's had over the world mm-hmm. but like what he was doing was something that no one else was people it, had no idea that that was a thing you could do yeah and it like normies like me yeah know that and it wasn't like a gimmick that's just his life yeah it was half a gimmick it feels a little gimmicky like sometimes because comedians do need a gimmick but like that is just what he did mm-hmm. like that is who he was and it comes into his act a bit but not a ton yeah i mean he he talks about like how he's an executive transvestite mm-hmm. and kind yes. of explains a little bit in Dress to Kill. I, it's funny because Dress to Kill is where I, like I have the story I tell about when I met David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Which was we just ran into him in a hallway. I always use his bit where it's like, you know, English movies are just people opening doors and going, oh, I, oh, yes. Oh, I'm closing. <laughs> that's like, exactly what David Tennant did is he walked down the hallway and saw us mm-hmm. and went, oh, uh, yeah. and then walked the other yeah, way. Yeah, it's like, what do you want, Hubert? I'm sorting matches. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, we didn't know who he, like, that was the funny thing is we all saw him and we were like, what was that guy's problem? <laughs> and then we went to the show that night, the pillow man. And it was, and we were like, oh, that's the guy we saw in the hallway. And then I saw Harry Potter and I was like, that's the guy I saw in the hallway. And then someone went, that's Dr. Who. And I went, oh, I met Dr. Who, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. It took a long time for me to put those pieces together. It was like three or four years later. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Eddie is great. Cool. Um, that's just like a big part of my childhood because my parents were very big fans of him. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. You watched this and it turned you gay. Exactly. Aha. Genius. We, we did it. We got to the bottom of it. I was always wondering what turned you gay. <laughs> it was comedy. Should be less comedy in the world. I was, I was actually talking to Sergio the other day about, um, like, my awakening into homosexuality mm-hmm. and i think a large part of it was a certain scene in high school musical so it's probably that in eddie Izzard. all right so <laughs> um, i mean the fact that you were watching high school musical i think it was already sealed yes <laughs> honestly it's still a great movie i will stand by high school musical trust fall for next week false um anyway yeah really love eddie Izzard. my parents like showed him to me i was probably too young to understand some of it Mm -hmm. he's not like incredibly racy not not really no it's pretty safe yeah um what i like about eddie izzard yes is that like he's just a very well-read smart person like he knows a lot about history he's so brilliant yeah and theology and what about the thing where he like runs marathons on consecutive days what he does that too but he's not like he's not somebody that you look at and you go, oh, that's a marathoner. Yeah, he's just he just does that. And so he looks um, pretty cut in that bra. Yeah, right but th- this was in the nineties. He's oh. doing marathons now. Yeah, he's. I don't know. Yeah, he's just like a really incredible dude. And, and like, is he incredible or is he like crazy? Maybe I mean, both. Yeah. Um, but literally, um, there, I believe there, it's a special feature on this, or it's on one or both of them. Mm-hmm. But he speaks like three different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, he's performed sets in France in French. Right. Like, well, he has that big chunk in Dress to Kill that he does all in French. That is true. And then he's like, for those of you that don't speak French, that was hilarious. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, he's just like an incredibly accomplished, mm-hmm. very smart person. And I feel like he's just not quite a household name. Mm-hmm. But he's almost that, at least like in cool households. Yeah. And I just he, love him a lot. I always paid attention to him because of Dress to Kill. I always, uh-huh. I loved that special. And he showed up in some of the weirdest places, in some of the weirdest roles where you're like, I mean, he must have gotten it, but like, have you ever seen Mystery Men? No. Okay. That's not something I'm going to recommend you see because it's not good, but I loved it. Sure. It's, um, it's a Ben Stiller. Sure. Movie, right? Same guy. Uh, and it's about like a ragtag group of quote unquote superheroes that live in a city that's like all about superheroes, but they, um, they're like, they try to help out. Captain, I don't want to call him Fa- Captain Fantastic or some dumb name like sure. that. And it's Greg Kinnear plays the like big superhero, and they accidentally like kill him or <laughs> something. I don't okay. know, or he gets caught. I don't know. They're trying to rescue him, and they get this group. And one of the superheroes is the Spleen. Okay, and he's played by Paul Rubens. Sure. And his superpower is that if you pull his finger, he can like fart directionally and knock people out. <laughs> It's very stupid. And Janine Garofalo, it's like a great cast. William uh-huh. H. Macy's in it. Okay. And it's, but it's very stupid. But he plays one of the bad guys and he like does nothing in it. His character is completely undefined. And it's like, we have Eddie Izzard. Why did you put him in this? Like, it, it's what, so bizarre. Wasn't he a bad guy in like Ocean's 13 as well? Uh, he, he's the, they're like tech guy. Oh, okay. But he's like in it. Yeah. As something. And he's kind of funny in that. Okay. He does some funny stuff in that. But, um, He's also, he was in a show, oh God, what was it called? Where it was, it was a show set in like Appalachia or something. Oh. And he was supposed to be this like white trash dad that was part of like American, I guess there's American gypsies that we don't really know about. It was all about them. Oh. And it was one of those shows where you saw the trailer for it and you went, oh, that's going to be so good. And then when you watched it, you were like, this is not. This is just huh. boring. Like nothing's happening. Okay. Because they like adopted a family's identity somehow. and Okay. But like just kind of went forward from there and wasn't interesting in any way. Sure. Like, yeah. Oh, I got to figure out what the name of that was. But that was like, a, that was like his big break it was like, oh, he got a show. Uh-huh. And then it like wasn't funny. Huh. It had like a really funny comic setup and then it was very dramatic and his character was very dramatic and it was like. This isn't why, are, so why did they cast him in this role? Yeah. I'm gonna look that up. Okay. Anyway. I do have a question. Yeah. Um in the beginning of what version you saw of Dress to Kill, mm-hmm. did it have the part of like a bunch of stock footage of San Francisco and him just doing a voiceover over that? Oh, I don't know. It's it was so, so long good. Ago. I know. But like I don't remember most of the jokes, but I do remember the beginning of it. He's just like San Francisco, <laughs> and he just does this weird like tourist video of it of him oh. looking at clips and kind of making up stuff about it. Oh, I think I have seen that. I just love that a lot. I, that sounds familiar. I am gonna find out what this show was. It was. It's very disappointing because it could have been great, and they just were like, "We're gonna take this too seriously." How about that? Oh yeah, he played one of the. He was one of the German generals in Valkyrie. Uh. <laughs> he was Mister Kite in Across the Universe. Oh yeah, he was. Um, getting there. I'm getting there. Oh man, did I miss it? I did. 
Well, in the meantime, the I'm going to do our credits while you're looking that Go up. Go for it. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Cast Party Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at castpartypod at gmail.com. And our mm-hmm. theme song is Good Day by Tally Hall off the album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Solo a Star Wars story. <laughs> Solo a Star Wars story. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, it's called The Riches, the show I was trying to think oh. of. And it's a family of crook, a crooks assume the identity of an upper middle class suburban clan in the Deep South. Oh. It co-starred Minnie Driver. I like her. And Shannon Woodward. Sure. Who has been on stuff since. And I feel like there's some other people that like showed up in other places. Margot Martindale, who's in everything. Oh, yeah. She's great. Oh, is it? I feel like there's one other person that like was on this barely. And then, oh, Jared Harris. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of British people. Yeah, it's weird. It's And it's set in the Deep South, so it's like, why? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it just, it was a show that was definitely lost. Like, probably got a lot of upfront stuff because of what a great idea uh-huh. and then the way it was executed was like this is so serious and like the stakes are so much higher than they need to be like we're always about to die you know it's like what no it should be like funny hijinks what the hell that's so weird yeah well very strange not gonna watch that for next time no don't but you should watch but attack the block attack the block it's okay great. cool yeah, I really enjoyed it. I like started it last night and woke up early this morning to finish it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to. That's one that just I kind of missed. Yeah, so I'm yeah. happy to go check it out. I mean, it's a little more science fiction than horror, but I'm fine with that. It's got kind of fu- it's it's really like I think Edgar Wright's one of the executive producers. Cool. So, but it, I like I him. Forget who directed it? It's somebody. Yeah, it's somebody. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, let's not poop our pants, everybody. Yep. Hey, man. Follow our example. What? We could do better. Do it again. (laughs) Take two. Hey, man. Okay. Don't. What? I won't mess it up this time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We got this. Okay. Hey, hey, lady. (laughs) (laughs) I messed up my line. No. Yeah. It was your fault that time. Yeah. That one was on you. Yeah. That was clearly you. Uh All right. Hey, man. There is a mm. SNL sketch that I quote a lot. Yeah. um, (laughs) Which is the one where um, they're trying to start a rap song. And just more and more featured rappers appear on the track and they never actually get to start the song. Oh my God, that's so good. Um, But I always, I don't remember the names of most of them, but it's just like a bunch of ridiculous, crazy names. And David S. Pumpkin shows up again. Oh. um, Because he does, for two seconds. That shouldn't ever happen again. That sketch needs to just be what it was that first time and go away. Yeah. They won't. Nope. Um, But there, I just remember um, Sashir Zameda played a character named Shantasia and she was just always like Shantasia <laughs> and that was like her introduction <laughs> oh man what am I looking up attack oh, the, the director of attack the block don't poop your pants hey man don't poop your pants bye bye yeah tune in next week for the inciting conclusion of who directed attack the block <laughs> this is our cliffhanger our show's gonna get canceled immediately <laughs> you'll never know in okay. fact, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying it, and when you edit this, just edit it right at the moment that I start to say it. Okay. Okay. So the director is Joe. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit PodPeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hey, Brandon. Yeah, Justin. We really need to record a trailer for our podcast. Why? Because that's how we'll get people to tune in. All the great podcasts have them. Oh. 
Okay. Hey, what's this? You own a cassette player? What is this, 1992? This isn't mine. Well, what's on it? Hmm, let's see. Hey everyone, welcome to Eerie Earfuls. Every two weeks we pick a horror movie double feature to compare and contrast for your entertainment. Who chooses rotates each episode. We explain why we chose the films, then proceed to analyze the two. Proceed to analyze the two. Proceed to analyze the two. You never know what pairings we might choose. You never know. What the hell? Was that us on that tape? Hello? Find more episodes.